0: Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today. And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or give them a call at 877-646-5347. Again, that number is 877-646-5347. Today is November 22nd, 2021, and our first story, the Australian military has begun rounding people up who are suspected of being close to someone who has COVID, and they're using military vehicles to transport them to camps. I was ridiculed for saying this would happen. Defenders in Australia, supposedly of the intellectual dark web, said, no, 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 this isn't happening. They're international arrival bungalows. Now we see how bad it's getting. Riots have been erupting in Europe. In our next story, we have news about what happened in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Police say it may not be a terror attack, but it's not been ruled out completely. And in our last story, mobs raiding luxury stores. Because of the lax laws in California, these raids of 80 people are going unchecked and they're only getting worse. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now let's get into that first story. Across Europe, riots are erupting. People are protesting and furious over the extreme COVID lockdowns that are coming into effect. In the Netherlands, a third night of rioting is expected, and we've seen some of the worst lockdowns ever done in Austria. First, they said, we're doing a lockdown only for the unvaccinated. That is, if you are not vaccinated, you cannot leave your house. Whether or not you could leave your house actually will be determined based on the capacity of local hospitals. But for the most part, it meant you can't leave. Well, once people said, "Okay, I don't want to be locked in my house, I'll go get vaccinated. They did. Austria, with only a few weeks, announced, you know what? We're doing a full scale lockdown anyway. We've seen the videos. Austrian police walking around saying papers, please, to random people. And if they don't hand over their papers, they get in trouble. They could be fined. They could be detained. In Australia, not Austria. We've seen it in Austria. Now in Australia, we're seeing the worst it has been anywhere And I'd like to give a good shout out to our good friends, the spineless cowards over at Quillette, like Claire Lehman, who said these are these 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 camps that are being built are simply international arrival facilities. I don't know if it was her who exactly said that, but I was criticized by the folks at Quillette, which is supposed to be some intellectual dark web pro-freedom, pro-critical thinking outlet for saying that what they were building in Australia were concentration camps. Now, of course, I was trying to evoke some emotion by calling them such, but I didn't call them death camps. They're just taking people for dubious and arbitrary means and then transporting them to camps. Now, of course, at the time, they said all that's happening is that when people fly into Australia, we put them under quarantine to make sure they don't bring COVID here. Now, that's not reasonable. It wasn't reasonable anywhere it's been done. It's been overreaching and insane. But I said, look, it's only a matter of time before they start taking people who are sick and bringing them to these facilities. It's only a matter of time before protesters come out and say, we will not tolerate this authoritarianism. And they say, oh, my, that protest you had was a super spreader event. You're going to need to be hauled off to these quarantine camps for an indeterminate amount of time until we deem you safe to be returned. We already saw the video of a man who was sneezing and coughing without covering his mouth in an elevator. Admittedly, dick move, but he went to a hotel to quarantine and the media said he was fleeing. When the police finally tracked him down after a manhunt, people were cheering outside as this man was being hauled off by police. In another video, A man in Australia has the police and a a, a medical vehicle pull up abruptly. He has no idea why. And they say, it turns out one of your COVID tests came back positive. So we're quarantining you for an indefinite detention. We're taking you for an indefinite quarantine. All the while, all of these people cheer. And the likes of Quillette and many people in Australia say they're not concentration camps and no one is being hauled off to them. Well, you saw the headline. I, I, I apologize if three minutes is burying the lead. But the Australian military is now rounding people up and bringing them to the concentration camps. I will not mince words, nor will I give the benefit of the doubt to the Australian government when all of their, their sycophants and spineless cowards just say, we're doing the right thing by keeping the numbers low. You're sending out the military, the ADF, the Australian Defense Force to take people, not who have COVID, no, 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 not who have COVID. These are COVID suspects, close cases, they call them, people who may have had contact with someone who has COVID. You need to be rounded up as well. Are we supposed to just take the government's word for this in Australia? Well, my friends, you and I do not live in Australia for the most part. Some of you do. And if you do, I fear for you. I really do. I hope you you, you get out of that country before it's too late. You know, a lot of people say you shouldn't compare it to World War II, And I say, well, I'll tell you this. There's a possibility, a potentiality that it stops here, right? That Australia is just in the Northern Territory rounding up some people, 38, mind you, suspected of being in close contact with someone who has COVID. They're rounding them up. You know what? Maybe it stops there. I think it's already bad enough, but maybe it stops there. Maybe they start easing the restrictions and everyone goes back to normal. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it doesn't. I wonder what it was like in World War II when you had many people in Germany say, you know, this is the line for me. When they start identifying people, this is the line. I'm going to leave. And they did. And their children are alive today because of it. Some people didn't leave. No, the government came and they said, get in the cart, get in the, the, tra- the, the rail car. And they did. And they said, OK. And we know what happened Next. I don't know what Australia is doing. I don't think it's that bad in Australia relative to what we saw. But hindsight is always twenty twenty. Had we known, had any of these people known what was, co- was going to happen to them, they certainly would not have gotten on those train cars. Now, we don't know what's going to happen in Australia. But I tell you this, the lesson should be learned. You do not get on the train car. Don't assume your best interest is at hand. <sighs> I tell you this, man. I don't know what's going to happen here in the United States. But taking a look at what's going on in Europe and Australia... You better count your lucky stars that we had the founding fathers in the Constitution because in Canada, it's bad. In Australia, it's bad. In the UK, it's bad. And the one place from the British Commonwealth that said we reject uh, your government, your crown, and we declare independence and we draft a constitution. We're faring better than the rest, albeit still fairly bad. But let's read the news. Let me show you the video. Let me show you the video of this man, a minister, saying thank you to the army for rounding these people up. Man, this guy went on an unhinged rant. If you oppose the mandates by our government, you are an anti-vaxxer. His eyes bulging out of his head. You think I'm kidding? Now, if this happens in Australia, it can happen here. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member and help support our work. As a member, you are helping fund our journalism, and you will also get access to our exclusive members-only segments of all of our shows, a huge library from TimCast IRL. And I want to point out, we got this story here from Elad, I'm probably pronouncing your, your, your name wrong, Elahu. He went down to New York, the we will not comply protest. We, the people, will not comply. We, as as a member, you are helping fund that on-the-ground journalism. And we're going to cover the story included in the, in, the, in the coverage we have today of the protests. But you know, when I tell you this story and show you what people are saying, it's thanks to you as members. So if you really want to support our work, become a member. But don't forget to like the video as well. Subscribe to this channel and take the URL. Click that share button. Share it wherever you can. Let people know what's happening. If we do not call out these actions now, it'll get worse. And I'll tell you this. We have this, this tweet from Human Rights for UK in Australia. Quarantine camps. The conspiracy theory comes true. Michael Gunner says, we are grateful for the support of about 20 ADF personnel, as, as well as many army trucks to assist with the transfer of positive cases and close contacts. Wake up world.
1: He said Tonight, it. we took an urgent action to escalate our response in these communities, immediately implementing a hard lockdown. That means residents of Injari and Rockhole no longer have the five reasons to leave their home. I'm going
0: to pause real quick. The five reasons to leave. What he's saying is, well, let me, let me just play for you.
1: They can only leave for medical treatment in an emergency or if required by law.
0: You cannot leave your homes in this territory only for medical treatment or required by law. You can't leave. It used to be you can go buy food. Remember that? They said, we're locking down. You can still go outside, go get your food, go to work, do your essentials. Not here. Not anymore. It is beginning. And I hope we stop it here. If everyone knows about this, it cannot persist.
1: It's highly likely that more residents will be transferred to Howell Springs today. I'll
0: pause right there. It's highly likely that more people will be transferred to Howard Springs today. Let me just show you what Howard Springs is. Quarantine facility from early 2020. The abandoned accommodation facility became a quarantine facility for people returning to Australia from areas infected with COVID-19. That is not the case anymore. As you just heard him say, the army is going to be transporting people to Howard Springs.
1: He says either as positive cases or close contacts. We've already identified 38 close contacts in Binjari, and that number will go up. Dose 38 are being transferred now. I contacted the prime minister last night. We are grateful for the support of about 20 ADF personnel, as well as army trucks to assist with the transfer of positive cases and close contacts and to support the communities.
0: Let me just make it very clear for you. This man, Michael Gunner, said 38 people have already been transferred, thanks to the army, to a quarantine facility. Now I can I can play games. I can use their language.
2: You're cruising down the highway. Windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit CarShield.com slash Carlson. That's CarShield.com slash Carlson. Visit now.
0: They don't want to say death camp, right? In World War II, concentration camp. See, that was politically correct. Concentration camp refers to a camp where you take a bunch of certain type of people for whatever reason and you put them all in the same place. Quarantine facility international arrival accommodation. They've come up with many fanciful terms for what they've built. There's videos of people saying we don't have food. There's videos of people saying a woman was sipping her tea under her mask and they screamed at her. How dare you move your mask? Do you think it just ends here? Do people believe that in World War II, one day everybody was eating tea and crumpets, drinking tea and eating crumpets, when all of a sudden a bunch of evil Nazis showed up and said, now we are going to take everybody. No, that's not how it happened. It happened slowly, gradually, and then suddenly. People were watching the changes happen, but they kept saying it can't happen here. They kept saying, well, you know, I, I, that's bad. But then one day, the trucks came, and they said, everybody get in. Everybody get in. And they said, why? Oh, don't worry. We're here to take care of you. We're going to make everything all right. And they did. And then there was the train car. I said, everybody get in the train car. Everybody get in the train Why? Where are we going? Don't worry about it. And we know where they went. And we know what happened next. Now, hindsight is twenty twenty. We see the aftermath of what those camps were for and what they did. And in, in truth be told, you know, I, I do want to make sure we're not being overly hyperbolic. These quarantine facilities, for the most part, have had many people stay there and then leave. But you see the escalation. At first, in Australia, if you arrived by plane, they'd say, well, you know, you got to stay here. All right. Then they said, uh, now they're saying, we are going to make you stay there. Are we going to assume that it's going to be uh, this easy the whole time, this light the whole time? Or is the issue the con? You know, you know what con man means? It means confidence man. And the reason they say that is because they build up your confidence over time in order to scam you. One common trick con artists do is they'll say something like this. Hey, hey, can I borrow five bucks? Just five bucks. I want to buy a cheeseburger. I'll pay you back tomorrow, I swear. Eh, five bucks is no big deal. So you say, all right, here's five bucks. Whatever. I don't care. It's five bucks. The next day he comes back and he says, here's the five bucks I owe you. Thanks for buying me that cheeseburger. No big deal. A week later, he says 50 bucks. And you're like, Ooh, 50. That's a little bit more. It's like, don't worry, dude. You know I'll pay you back. You know I'm good for it. And you're like, Well, you did pay me back last time. Okay. He pays you back. Next day, he shows up. There's 50 bucks. You say, See, look at that. He paid you back. Later on, he says, I need 500 bucks. And now you're like, Man, 500 bucks? That's a lot of money. And he's like, Dude, I always pay you back. And you're like, That's true. It's like, I swear. Look, I, when have I not paid you back? You're right. 500 bucks. He comes back. He pays you back. You're like, Look at this no problem. Then one day he says, I need $5,000, man. This is serious. If I don't get my car fixed, if I don't get a new car, I'm going to lose my job, man. Now look, my pay, my bonus is coming in on Friday. It's, it's Tuesday. Now I, I can't miss another day of work, but I'm getting my bonus. I will pay you back, man. It's a big year end bonus. And you go, he's paid me back every time you write him the check for the five grand. He says, you've saved my life only this time. You never see him again. You see, what they do is they build up confidence. And that's what we've been seeing so far. Now, for someone like me who understands how those games are played, I look at this and say, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times. And it's over. It's over. They built camps. The first thing I said was, hey, you're repurposing these facilities to quarantine those who are sick. There's a lot of bad things that could happen here. You know, you could have protests where a bunch of people say we reject lockdowns and mandates, and then you simply go, oh, no, a super spreader event. And then you arrest them all and say you're all close contacts. You all must be detained for your own good. These people are then removed from society for any amount of time is a problem. I mean, think about it this way. If you have political undesirables, rabble rousers, and they're going online and they're posting memes and they're doing things, well, you understand how the world has worked throughout history and you want to figure out a way to remove them from the political landscape, but you can't do it without causing alarm if you just eliminate or imprison. Here's an option. A quarantine camp. Well, here's what you do. You've got a political season coming up. It's all about math. If you've got 50 people who are left, 50 people who are right, I'll uh, it this way. Here's a better way. You get 20 people who are left, 20 people who are right, and 60 undecideds. You want to make sure the undecideds vote for the left. It's simple. Periodically, take someone from the right or two or three people and quarantine them. This will mean they're unable to engage politically. And you say, "Look, it's just a quarantine thing. You'll be out of here in in, in a week, man. Calm down." But that's a week where they're not campaigning, not spreading ideas. And over time, this heavily advantages one political faction. Now, I'm not saying it'll be specifically for that purpose. I'm just saying they can use it in a lot of ways. They can remove industries. They can collapse industries. They can control industries. Let me show you the story. This is from abc.net.au. They bury the lead. It's amazing. NT, Northern Territory, records no new cases of COVID-19 overnight following nine Binjari cases. Now, to me. You know what the headline is. Headline is the headline is specifically that 38 people have been rounded up. Yeah, that's not the, the headline they chose. They say Mr. Gunner says authorities expect more positive cases. He says authorities had identified 38 close contacts in Binjari, a number he said was likely to rise, who were transported to Howard Springs on Sunday. Mr. Gunner said the cases in Binjari were very concerning, but not surprising. We also have the story, just if it helps, from The Guardian. NT communities of Banjari and Rockwell in hard lockdown as COVID outbreak expected to worsen. Australian Defense Force called in to help with transferring positive cases and close contacts. Transfer where? The Guardian? Please tell me, where are they transferred to? You, 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 that's, that's an incomplete sentence. Isn't it a little strange? Australian Defense Force called in to help with transferring positive cases and close contacts. To? Transferring, what does that mean? Incomplete sentence. Because if they put camps, People might be like, whoa, you mean the Australian military is rounding up people and sending them to camps? Ha! Sounds a bit like Alex Jones, doesn't it? Oh, I remember back in the day when Alex Jones would be like, they got FEMA camps, people, all over the place. Now, I don't know anything about FEMA camps. I don't know if that's true. None of my business. But I'll tell you this. It certainly is funny that you get Alex Jones years ago saying they're building camps and doing all these things. And everyone says, this is crazy. It can't happen here. Well, I'll I'll be honest. In the United States, it hasn't happened, but it could happen here. It's happening in Australia. And boy, does the media not want you to know about it. Now, this guy, Michael Gunner, this is who he is, all right? He is the chief minister of the Northern Territory, the 11th, mind you. And this is what and this is where he's sending people. This is from ACOM, Howard Springs Quarantine Facility, Darwin, Northern Territory, Australia. Why? These buildings don't look all that bad they look fine. It's like a hotel, right? I mean, that's what everyone's saying. It's like, it's like like a hotel. I mean, look at this. Not really a concentration camp. I've stayed there much better than being stuck in a hotel room. Yeah. Con man, this guy. Don't, don't, I don't believe you. And I don't care anyway. Look, look at this nice little photo. Are you supposed to? Do you expect me to be like? Let me, let me, let me, let me take a look. Let me take a little close look at this. We had a little welcome bag. Oh, it's a nice little welcome. Look at the little roll towels. You know what? The military rounding up people and sending them to camps. Not a big deal. You, You get a welcome bag. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's coming. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll be happy to be wrong. I made a prediction. I made a prediction. I said that they would eventually start taking people for being suspected of being sick, for uh, for uh, suspected COVID cases and and putting them in these facilities, and it will escalate from there. The government can then label anyone they want as as being suspect a a, a close case, and they can round anyone up. They're doing the trial runs right now. I could be wrong about that speculation. But the fact remains, the Australian Defense Force military just took 38 people by military vehicle to camps call it whatever you want. I don't care. That is a fact. Claire Lehman. Someone said, uh, Bernie's tweet, this person on Twitter said, this isn't China. This is the Howard Springs COVID quarantine camp in Australia for the dangerous people. Well, that's where the military just shipped off several people. Claire Lehman of Quillette, September 4th. You see, I responded to this tweet with, with an asterisk saying concentration camp to make a point. She said, the rest of the world isn't pointing at America and comparing its 650,000 COVID deaths to the Holocaust, even though it could. It might behove some American, some some on the American right to have a bit more circumspection when making inflammatory remarks, Just this. She says, I don't deny that Australia has turned towards authoritarianism in many aspects of its policy. I'm living it. But allusions to death camps is unnecessary. We then have this. Mocked we may be, but compare the death rates. You know, yeah, we can. But uh, give it a year or two. Now look, I don't believe the intent of any one of these camps, for the most part, is to like kill people. No, it's to remove them from society. That's a fact, not speculation. It is a fact. The army took people, removed them from society. Now the reason for that is they say these people are suspected of having COVID because they were in close contact with someone who uh, who was. I mean, they're not even suspected of having COVID. Let's be real. These are just people who are in close context that say, better safe than sorry. You will be removed from society. Now, uh, now that the government has the ability to remove anybody they want from society under this pretext, why wouldn't they? I think in this regard, they're not going to kill everybody. I think that's, that's, that's you know a bold uh, statement. Simply because it would be really bad for any political goal. I think it will just remove undesirables. You know, this is back on uh, September 13th. Claire Lehman wrote the international media spotlight has been shining on Australia lately and not in a good way. Last week, the left leaning Atlantic magazine published an article that asked rhetorically if we are still liberal, liberal, democracy. They're not. Uh, that's me adding that U.S. TV host Carlson told his audience of three million viewers. Australia has descended into totalitarianism." and on social media, popular U.S. YouTube personality, Tim Pool, likened our quarantine facilities to concentration camps. Uh, yeah, was I wrong? Concentration camp. I didn't say death camp. Yeah, when the military is rounding up people, sorry, you lose that one. But uh, it was my, my favorite was this Josh Zepsky who said international arrival facilities. Well, they're not that anymore, good sir. I will also take uh, 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 issue, umbridge, YouTube personality. I'm a podcaster, madam. We have a very popular podcast on iTunes and Spotify. In fact, it was ranked number 44 in the world. YouTube It's almost as if she's saying that, and I mean this literally, that was the joke, but I mean, they they do this to try and diminish, you know, what I or anyone else may actually say, YouTube personality, as if that's the only place we exist. Yeah, I have two top podcasts. Not that saying podcaster is, you know, all that much better. TV host to his three million audience. Josh Zeps, he highlighted my tweet. Repurposing outback mining accommodation into international arrival bungalows is not the same thing as a concentration camp. Concentration camps are bad because they brutalize political prisoners, not because they look ugly in aerial photos. (laughs) Oh, Josh, you silly, silly man. Yeah, Um, Josh, I think you owe me a Coke at the very least because uh, international arrival bungalows, you despicable fool. Your army just took 38 people and sent them there by military truck. So do we call them military relocation bungalows? Is that better for you? Is that better than concentration camp? Incredible. From the BBC, huge protests across Europe over new restrictions. Some protesters threw fireworks at police who intervene with tear gas and water cannons. Demonstrators are mainly opposed to the use of COVID passes, which stops the unvaccinated from entering venues, such as restaurants or bars. This comes after fresh protests in the Netherlands against new lockdown rules. On Saturday, people hurled fireworks at police that fired bicycles in the Hague. One night after protesters in Rotterdam turned violent and police fired gunshots. Okay, let's play a game. In Europe, the police are shooting guns. In Australia, the military is taking people from their homes and bringing them to, uh, what was it called? International arrival bungalows. Well, that doesn't make sense. They're not coming from out of the country. They live here. So they're not international arrival bungalows. Are they just military detainment bungalows? Um, No, well, they're not just detaining people. I mean, they're actually keeping there for an indeterminate amount of time. And all of the people are suspected of having, uh, of being in close contact or of having COVID. So it's almost like they're concentrating a group of people by military force into a camp. I wonder what you'd call that. In uh, the Netherlands, third night of rioting over Dutch COVID-19 rules. Riots broke out in cities across the Netherlands on Sunday, the third night in a row that police clashed with mobs. In Italy, amazing, in, in, in Italy, massive waves of people. Australia also has mass protests. But don't worry, they can put an end to those mass protests soon because the police in Australia are gleefully rounding people up. There was a man smoking a cigarette by a phone. I I think I mentioned this. And They threw him to the ground and they love it. They love being the Gestapo. None of these people care about history or read history. They are the Gestapo, you know, but you know what? Let me tell you. If history has taught us anything, it's that these people lose and they lose bad. When you are a Nazi, a fascist running these detainments, Taking these people by military vehicle, even because you were just—I was just doing what I was told. We will hunt you down for the rest of your life. The Nazis, we hunt them down. We just arrested another guy, had him uh, 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 deported. I think he was ninety-five years old. Well, sooner or later, all of these Nazis will just pass on of old age. The ones that fled, the ones that survived. But let it be a lesson to anybody who wants to be a racist, authoritarian fascist who wants to take people from their homes by military vehicle and round them up in camps history will not favor you and you may be a young man a young woman working for the adf driving these vehicles but rest assured i hope you get the message because there is not a place on this planet you will be able to run if things turn out the way we fear you might just drive a truck and say, I just drove a truck, man. I didn't know what they were going to do in these camps. If these camps really do turn, yeah, your your life is over today. I don't mean physically. I mean, politically. I mean, you'll find yourself standing trial in the hog. You'll find yourself standing trial, just like at Nuremberg, when you are that fascist, when you are that Nazi. And I don't care what ideology you support. If you round people up in this way, it will never leave you. It will be something that you hold forever. In the United States, people are protesting. Our reporter, Elad, on the ground, 1,000 protesters march at NYC, chanting, we the people will not comply. From TimCast.com, the event was organized and promoted by Worldwide Demonstration, which described itself as an internationally syndicated community dedicated to pushing back against COVID-related restrictions. Elad Elihu, was on the scene to speak with protesters about mandates, the perceived efficacy of the COVID vaccines and the alternate meetings of My Body, My Choice. We're actually on the ground. We'll get the video up. You can check this out again at TimCast.com. And by being a member, you can really help uh, support this kind of work. This is a big protest. Look at this sign. No medical mandates, health freedom now, no digital passports. If we don't stand up, we could end up like any one of these countries. From TimCast.com, more reporting you can help support. Unvaccinated pro athletes, truck drivers, and international students banned from Canada in January. The government is reducing the list of people exempt from its vaccine mandate. They say Canada has announced that athletes who have not received the COVID-19 vaccine will be barred from entering the country. While visitors have been required to show proof of vaccination, both professional and amateur athletes had been granted an exemption. As of January 15th, there will no longer be an exemption in place for professional and amateur athletes, said Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino during a November 19th announcement. The country will also scrap vaccine exemptions for military travel, international students, and essential workers. All Canadians will be required to be vaccinated in order to travel both internationally and domestically starting November 30th. Under the country's Quarantine Act, athletes who violate the mandate could go to jail or be fined up to $75,000. The rules could impact teams in the NHL, NBA, Major League Soccer, and Major League Baseball, all of which have at least one Canadian club. Major leagues, including the NBA, NHL, and MLS, have reported over 94% of their athletes are vaccinated. Major League Baseball reports that most teams, about 85%, are vaccinated as well. The upcoming changes to Canada's border testing and entry requirements reflect the next stage in our government's approach as we align with the improving vaccination rates both here in Canada and around the world. I believe we, we had Viva Fry on. You may know him. He's a lawyer. He has a YouTube channel. It's a great channel, by the way. Great commentary. And we had him on Tim Castile just about uh, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, just over, you know, it was, I think it was not last week, but the, week, the Friday before last week, last Friday. And I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he said that in order to come here from Canada, he had to prove he had to, he had to have a letter proving that he was coming here for work to come on a show to provide commentary. Much of it, of course, opposed to the current politics. It's happening everywhere. It's escalating everywhere. If history has taught us anything, what is happening in Australia will only lead to dark places. If current history in the short term has taught us anything, it's that nothing is de escalating. Nothing is de escalating. Why would you assume it would? It could. Again, I could be wrong. But if everything we've seen is just escalated, why would we assume Australia won't take it to the next level? We shouldn't. We should assume it will, and we should demand an end to it immediately. Now, I'm not Australian. I have no say over what their government does. But the people of Australia are celebrating this. As I mentioned, they were clapping when the manhunt for that man, uh, when, when that manhunt occurred. And they found the guy quarantining in a hotel where he was supposed to be. They cheered. They clapped as he was carted off. No justice. No civil liberties. They celebrated. We have this clip from ABC provided to us by RNC Research. Anthony Fauci suggests American will need boosters every six months. We'll do it. Now, in the clip from ABC, Fauci says, you know, actually, it's 24 seconds. You can hear it yourself.
2: We would hope, and and, and this is something that we're looking at very carefully, that that third shot with the mRNA not only boosts you way up, but increases the durability so that you will not necessarily need it every six months or a year. We're hoping it pushes it out more if it doesn't and the data show we do need it more often then we'll do it
0: every 6 months that's what he said take a look at the news reporting wear a mask just 15 days to slow the spread then it was a year and a half to slow the spread it was one shot for large you know very very good protection then it was well you need to now it's you need to now it's you should get a booster in the UK you need a booster it's mandatory now in the United States they're saying uh, you know, we need if, if 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 you haven't gotten your shot since uh, six months, you need a booster. Johnson and Johnson, if it was two months ago, you need a booster. Now they're saying, what Fauci's saying here is, you know, if you get the booster, you 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 are probably not gonna need every six months. I think we've been down this path before and I think we know where it leads us. You're gonna. That's where it's going. Now look, whether or not you want to get the vaccine, I, I I think it's between you and your doctor. I can't tell you about the advocacy the, the rights. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you if it's safe and effective. They say it is. The media reports it is. But the media isn't doctors either. You go talk to your doctor. You figure it out for yourself. I can tell you the politics of it will only escalate. And if you don't think so, you're wrong. And I wonder how many people just have not woken up to the absurdities of the lies from politicians and political figures and TV doctors. But this is the wake up call, man. What Australia is doing. You have been warned. It can happen here. Did you think it would happen in Australia? No, of course not. But it did. And they, and, they, and they told me I was crazy and wrong. But I was right. I'll leave it there. Next segment will be coming up tonight at Timcast IRL. We are going to have our uh, post-verdict discussion on Rittenhouse with, with some uh, key figures. It's going to be really, really good stuff because there's a lot going on we are got to talk about. Go to YouTube.com slash Timcast IRL. Become a member. And we will see you all there live at 8
3: p.m. Thanks for hanging out. We've got a pretty horrifying story
0: out of Waukesha the other day, and I didn't comment that much about it on Twitter, and I think it would be wise for most people not to. There's something that some people refer to as the 24 hour rule, that means when there's a tragic event, you gotta wait to figure out what happened. Of course, we're learning some details, and I think they're important. We don't know exactly what the motivations were, but for those that aren't familiar with this story, there was a parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. It was a Christmas parade. People were just marching, playing music. People are waving flags. There's a horrifying video of what appears to be a small child just, you know, a little, doing a little toddler dance. SUV goes flying straight past the kid. Doesn't, doesn't hit the kid, but it's scary to see just how close that was. Many people have lost their lives. Uh, Forty people, I believe, were injured. There are uh, several uh, fatalities, and this is a nightmare situation. It came so close to the Rittenhouse trial verdict that we're seeing many on the left try and conflate the two or or in some way try to associate them. And the reality is there are some people on the right as well. However, the suspect in this case has posts on his social media in support of Black Lives Matter, anti-white rhetoric, racist rhetoric. And according to Andy no posts about how to get away with hitting people. Now, the official statement we're hearing in the press is that this man was fleeing a crime, but the police are not ruling out terror. We have the story from TimCast.com, very, very blunt and simple, and then we'll get into the greater details of this. But I want to stress, just um, let's, 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 let's be careful not to speculate. I know a lot of people are saying, uh, I've seen on Twitter, they're saying, if this guy in Waukesha has Black Lives Matter support or anything on his page, then that's the motivation. Why? Well, it's because it's what they do with Kyle Rittenhouse, it's what they did to Kyle Rittenhouse. But let me just remind all of you, what separates us from the cult is that we don't do that. And it's unfortunate that it puts us at a disadvantage, honesty and integrity. Now, there are some people and there are many people on the right who are going to say this was Black Lives Matter terror and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to tell you as it is. The suspect in this case Has uh, has been there's a person of interest. They've been detained. I don't even know they're the suspect. Person of interest. And this is important too. This individual has my understanding is a long rap sheet, support for Black Lives Matter. Does that mean that this was motivated by politics? No. Is it possible? It is. Coming just a couple days after Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty, and people all over the internet were pledging revenge and calling for violence. We get seemingly. A Black Lives Matter supporter, potentially as a man who drove an SUV through a parade in a, uh, uh, a Christmas parade. Now, here's the important part. We don't know that the man being named actually was driving that car. And when people jump the gun and push this to politics, you fall into a dangerous trap. And that's why I say we don't do what the cult members do. When Kyle Rittenhouse came out uh, in, in Kenosha and everything went down, we end up with this wave of establishment cult left all saying the same thing, that you know he's a white supremacist who crossed state lines with a gun, that he shot black men who are protesting for justice, and none of it was true. Um, he, it, Kenosha was basically where he lived. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous you to say that he didn't live in Kenosha when his grandma, his aunts, his uncles, his cousins, his dad lives there. And apparently he had lived there up until recently when his mom moved. And they put up all these lies. They said all these lies. It was lie, 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 lie. You know, it worked. A lot of ignorant individuals fell for the lies and to this day still believe the lies. And for that, they have become violent and angry. And it is scary. But since the beginning, we have told the truth or to the best of our abilities. It's kind of remarkable. I would say this to many on the left who are still watching Hassan Piker or these other progressives who are giving you the false narrative or trying to justify it. Well, now that you've seen the truth, you watch the trial, you realize what actually happened. Please go back and watch TimCast IRL. Watch my segments and you will see we were telling you the truth the whole time. We had no intention to deceive, to manipulate. And I have no intention to claim that this guy was involved with uh, Black Lives Matter to any great degree because we don't know who this guy was. We have, we have a person of interest. They found the car. They, who, they know whose car it is. So I believe they detained detain the guy for questioning. It may be him. But we take precautions to make sure we don't give you false information. There are many people on the right who don't do that. And I would say the, the, the overwhelming majority, if not the entirety of the mainstream press, also doesn't take great care to make sure they're telling you the truth. And this is what ends up happening. You end up with people pushing narratives for political power. I'm not interested in political power. I don't want uh, anything from you. If you want to support my work, you can go to timcast.com, become a member, and you don't have to. I have no intention of tricking or manipulating anybody to play to a narrative. I will simply tell you what happened and I will try to be reasonable. And the reason re, or the reasonable view is cops right now are refusing to rule out terror. For me, that's enough to point out that the person in question has ties to Black Lives Matter. And there is a potentiality. This is a revenge attack because people were calling for it. People on social media were saying this is white supremacy. It's patriarchy, all that stuff. Let me give you some of the context in this story so you can understand. It's from the Daily Mail. Driver of rampaging SUV that tore through Waukesha Christmas Parade, leaving at least five dead and 40 injured, was fleeing a knife crime. Cops detained suspect and refused to rule out terror. So five people have been confirmed dead, 40 confirmed injured. The parade was underway in Waukesha, Wisconsin, when a car broke through the barriers at 440 p.m. and hit crowds. At least 12 children are among the injured. With elderly people and a priest also confirmed as being hurt, police say a person of interest is in custody, but no arrests have been made and no motive has been disclosed. NBC reports the person has a long criminal history and was fleeing a knife fight at the time. Officers say they have not discounted terror as a motive, but are also believed to be looking into the possibility the suspect was fleeing an earlier knife incident when he reached the parade route. I'll give you my personal opinion. My personal opinion is that the knife crime narrative doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know about terror because there's no real evidence to suggest either are correct. What I can say is, in the videos of this incident, the man driving the SUV makes a conscious choice to turn, breaking into the barriers, and plowing through people. At any point, he could have turned off this parade route and didn't do it. It seems to me that it was intentional to cause damage to this parade. I don't know why. I don't know who the person is. All I know is that there is some potential evidence of a, uh, a person of interest is related or supports Black Lives Matter. But if I had to make a guess, I would not claim it was a knife. It was knife crime. It just makes no sense. You're fleeing a crime. So you turn into a parade and start running people down. I mean, that's the ob- opposite of inconspicuous. It is overtly attention gathering. I mean, you want to flee a crime. You wouldn't make yourself known to an extreme degree and cause mass chaos and destruction. But we would have to be careful because I don't know. And I'm not going to play a game and say I know who this guy is. I'll tell you what worries me. I'll tell you what worries me. Check out this, uh, uh, this tweet from Andy No, He says, despite few details being known about the deadly car ramming incident in Waukesha, leftist accounts on Twitter are politicizing the incident because of their bitterness with the Rittenhouse verdict. In one tweet, Chris Wiggins says, It's okay. The driver in Waukesha was afraid for his life and defending himself from the unarmed holiday crowd. That's Wisconsin law now. This is despicable. It's horrifying. I won't be party to it. Right. When Kyle Rittenhouse, when all that stuff went down. On Tim Castile, we had seven different witnesses come on the show, including Richie McGinnis, who was named in the criminal complaint. And they told us their story. And I said, it sounds like self-defense and it sounds like a very extreme tragedy that shouldn't have happened. There's a lot of reasons why it shouldn't have happened, but let's just say it shouldn't have happened. A guy intentionally broke down barriers into a parade route, ramming people straight through. And you have the nerve. I'm sorry, this is evil. This is absolutely evil. You need to stop. You need to stop assuming these people are just ignorant. And this is the mistake many people make. There's a video going viral. Uh, I tweeted it out where they're chanting, say his name, Joseph Rosenbaum. Mark Ruffalo says, Jojo lost his life. A pet name for a, a man who committed atrocities against children. And I say, when I say atrocity, I mean the worst imaginable thing you could do to a person, to a pre boy. This man did. Five different kids, 11 counts. And it's reported that there, there, may, there were actually more accusations, but they didn't make it to court. And they cheer for this guy. And everyone's like, "Oh, they're so dumb. They don't." And, and and I see these tweets where they're like, "Don't you know that he did these things to kids?" Yes, they know. Stop assuming they don't. Stop pretending like it's just sad old ignorance. Mark Ruffalo, Pedro Pascal, these Hollywood celebrities. Hollywood covered up Weinstein. The media covered up Epstein. And you're like, the only reason they're cheering for Obama is because they just don't know. How about at a certain point you realize they do know, or at the very least, negligence be- can-, can become criminal? I'm not saying every single person cheering for these guys knows exactly what's going on. I think a lot of people didn't know what Weinstein and Epstein were doing, but I'm talking about the elites, the celebrities. I'm supposed to assume that Mark Ruffalo and Pedro Pascal didn't know about the history of this guy when they defended him, when we know all, uh, all too well that Seth MacFarlane, for instance, made many jokes about Kevin Spacey and Weinstein. He knew. Everyone in Hollywood knew. You think these celebrities don't know? We don't know about this guy in Waukesha because it's just a person of interest. But let me show you some more of these tweets, man. One guy said, we need to know the ethnicity of the driver in Waukesha, Wisconsin, so we know whether it was self-defense or terrorism. Amazing. One guy said, the MAGA violent actions are ruining Wisconsin. People get involved now. Murderism was in Waukesha, uh, next to Milwaukee and Kenosha. Get some gun control in that state to stop the legislature from their criminal activity. Take your state back. The red SUV was acting in self-defense. This guy, this John Rapp guy, I think he had to delete his account because he got annihilated. I mean, people were just screaming at him. SUVs trending in the United States, probably from people saying, like, we got to ban SUVs. There's more. He says, left-wing accounts on Twitter immediately politicized the deadly uh, uh, parade incident. The driver in the incident will claim self-defense. It's the new normal, says Angela Balcamino. In Oklahoma, it's now legal to run over protesters. You don't even have to claim self-defense, none of which are true. In many states, I believe in Florida as well, if you are surrounded by a violent mob that is attacking you, you, will, you, you have an affirmative defense to drive through them now because you're defending yourself. It's true. But that's not like you can just slam on the gas, tear through barriers, and run a parade over. Look. There, 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 there are those of us in the United States who remember, you know, waking up on Christmas morning, whether it was a nice middle class or upper, upper middle class Christmas morning and, or Christmas Eve, whenever you'd celebrate it, and opening presents and being there with your family. For me, it was much more like, you know, lower, upper lower class. Is that, is that, is that a thing? I think so. Um, we, we'd wake up to our presents. And we didn't get all the best presents in the world. But we, you know, oftentimes lower middle class. So, you know, we, we, we would get the, we got the Nintendo. And we'd go out to this family restaurant where they had trains running on the ceiling across. And we'd get, uh, my, my, my family loved it. And you'd get the French toast sticks for, for Christmas. Man, those are the days. Those are the days. These people were celebrating that. These, these good, regular old working class people in their Milwaukee suburb. Why would anyone, for any reason, celebrate or mock what just happened? These are dark times, I would say. These are dark times, in my opinion. You know, when Kenosha goes down, uh, the other day when I was talking about Kenosha, when I've been talking about it all week, I said, Rosenbaum was a, was a monster. And that's, that's, an, that's, that's an understatement. I mean, he was more than a monster. And I didn't want him to get hurt or die. I wanted him to stay locked up, away from people, because when he comes out, he becomes a harm to himself and others, and we don't want harm to people, even if they're disgusting people like that. I mean, some of you might, a lot of people are like, stop defending him. Defending him? No, I just believe that the state should not have the authority to take people's lives because the state tried to take away Kyle Rittenhouse's life with life in prison, and think about how many other people who were, who were wrongly charged in such a way. Think about that, that... Uh, um, that guy in, I think it was in, in Oklahoma or Nebraska, who's defending his, his dad, who got attacked. He was being choked out. You know, we talk about Kyle Rittenhouse, and he won. but there was another guy I forget his name, and I apologize. but he was being choked. He was actually being choked. He fired warning shots. He said, "Don't stop, please stop." And then he fired in defense. And they tried to put him in prison. He took his own life. There are monsters in large amounts in this country. And you can see it in their tweets. The callousness, the anger, the desire for pain and suffering. That's not me. And there are certainly people on the right who feel that they want retribution. You see a lot of people saying Republicans take over. It's got to be revenge. To a, certain degree, I, to, a certain, to a certain degree, I agree. Not that I think we want to cause any pain or suffering. I don't agree with those saying, you know, just say it's Black Lives Matter. Just say it and, and blame him. No, 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 none of that, because I'm more interested in just giving you the information you need so that you can understand what's going on. But when it comes to politics, we absolutely have to push back in the area of freedom. They want, they want vaccine mandates. Well, I want gun mandates. I want a gun law saying that everyone is legally required to own a gun. And when they say, you you can't do that, I'll be like, well, you can't mandate a medical procedure on me. If Joe Biden wants to come out and say everyone's got to get a medical procedure, then I want to come out and say everyone must legally own a gun. You must, by by executive order, I am here by decreeing an OSHA rule, for people's safety because of the rise of crime in this country. We are now uh, putting out a rule that everyone must be armed at all times. Now, that's absurd, isn't it? Yeah, you don't need to be. But hey, crime's skyrocketing across the country. How many people are losing their lives to violent crime? It's going way up. If it saves one life and we can get back to normal and, and end this epidemic of crime, it can be done by everyone being strapped. So how about that? How about that? We get someone to run for office. and The first thing they do is they say, new OSHA rule. Everyone, in order to have a job, has to have a gun. Now that's ridiculous, isn't it? I actually think people should have weapons. I believe in open carry and constitutional carry. But this is the issue. So long as we aren't actively pursuing mandates in 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 the in in the way that, you know, we want it. Or I shouldn't say mandates because we, you know, it's really about freedom, right? So we should just say the abolition of gun laws. Someone should decree that uh, uh, the president should decree uh, uh disband the ATF and all and But you see, Libertarian, moderate, right? They never, never fight for this stuff. Now, they may say to the Democrats, stop, wait, don't. But they don't actively pursue removing these laws. I want to show you this tweet from Andy No, The man in custody over the mass casualty incident in Waukesha has posts on his social media in support of Black Lives Matter causes, George Floyd and black nationalism. He also has a post about how to get away with running people over on the street. And this is where it gets tough. They exploit our justice system. They use it against us. Now, let me explain. My understanding is that they found the vehicle. They found a license in the vehicle or or something like that. The vehicle belongs to a man. They've taken him him into custody. They don't know if he's the actual driver. And I got to be honest, based on some of the blurry stills I've seen, it might not be. Someone someone else may have been driving that car. Now, everyone's saying this guy who supports Black Lives Matter did it. We don't know it was him. Could have been anybody driving that car. Stuff. But this person also posted about how to get away with running people over. So at the very least, it sounds like there's reason to believe. Look, if you post like about Black Lives Matter, black nationalism, how to run away, with, get, uh, how, to, how to get hit people and get away with it, and then someone uses your car to do it, it sounds kind of like you had some involvement. But innocent until proven guilty. Cal Rittenhouse was not guilty. And that means he is innocent. Because you're always innocent. The judge even says so. But these leftists want revenge. And that's what scares me. They want revenge. And then all of a sudden, we end up with this story. The suspect in a, in, in a, in a mass death incident is a Black Lives Matter supporter. Black nationalist, suppose, apparently. And he had a post about how to get away with running people over. And he ran through a parade uh, uh, in, in a mostly white suburb. I believe mostly. I don't care about the race of the people involved. I don't but this is the issue. The left has created this racial uh, uh, crisis in, the co- in this country. And they'll say they didn't. You know, they'll say they didn't. They did. Because I've long fought for civil rights. I've long believed in civil rights. I come from a family who can tell me all the horror stories about what it's like not to be, uh, not to have civil rights. From my grandparents to my parents, we can see, you know, as a second generation, uh, multiracial family, I can tell you exactly how amazing America is and how we've won. And things have gotten better. But these leftists just keep saying it's worse and it's getting worse and it's not true. And it's mostly white progressives, white liberals who keep saying it and it's not true. And they're actively making it worse. They're pissing people off. They're scaring people. They're inciting violence. I don't want to do that. I don't want people to go out there and be mad at anyone over their over their race. I think that's ridiculous. I think there's, there's it's, it's evidence to anybody who pays attention that race has almost no bearing in any of this. I say almost because there's racism, you know, for sure. From the left and from the right, but when I say almost, what I would like to point out is that overwhelmingly, the 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 issue that plays into race is coming from the left. It's not Republicans who are going out there and demanding racial quotas or anything like that. They're opposed to it. Republicans, for the most part, seem to be adopting traditionally liberal views, and this is this is actually kind of worrying if you think about it. To see Jack Posobiec, conservative, saying the state lies to protect its interests. To see the conservatives questioning big pharma and these corporations, but to see that the Democrats, the liberals, were doing that 10 years ago, is this really just Republicans or Democrats going the speed limit? Or is this a wake-up call that moderates and people on the right are going to start standing up for liberty and freedom and calling out the machine, be it corporate or government? Certainly hope the latter. They means we have to hold the line. It may just be that there's a wave of, you know, authoritarianism. When people gain power, they want to abuse it, they tell you to shut up. Right now we have a problem, and that problem is that on the left, there's already calls for retribution. Following calls for retribution, a man with ties to Black Lives Matter becomes a suspect in running down a Christmas parade in Milwaukee. It's very close to Kenosha. You can it's I think an hour or so drive, or hour and a half maybe. They're basically suburbs of Milwaukee. It seems too much to be a coincidence. It was interesting, though, the media said person of interest, person of interest. And this leftist said, you know, I showed you, we need to know the race of the person so we know if it was self-defense or terror. I don't know if that's actually a criticism of uh, a pro-leftist statement. I think there's something that can be said in a way that uh, if the person was, you know, Muslim, the media would say, they'd say person of interest. They wouldn't tell you uh, the race or, I'm sorry, the religion. And if the person was white, they would absolutely say white male suspect in custody. Because pff, the establishment and the media, they're racist. And they want to fan the flames. And what ends up happening then is you get the inverse. I don't know what to tell you, man. This is, oh, I feel for all these families. You know, like I said, I remember waking up, you know, going out in Christmas. And we had our Christmas parades and we'd see everybody march. And this is just a nightmare scenario. I don't know if it was terror. I personally believe it was intentional. Because you watch this person turn through the barrier. They could have left that parade at any time. They didn't, they didn't. They just ran through people. The police won't rule out terrorism. I did not want to be doing a segment on this first thing in the morning. It's not what I was wanted to do. We got a bunch of other stories. We got, we got cra- crazy stories about government terror and, and authoritarianism. And I don't know, man. It's, it's, it becomes brutal having to deal with all this stuff. The Kenosha story is not something to celebrate. Kyle Rittenhouse being free, I, I, it, it is. Yeah, you know, we, we we want justice to be served, and everybody was wrong. All these leftists were wrong. The media was wrong. We don't. W- what happened in Kenosha was a tragedy. To have to wake up and be like, these people lost their lives. I don't care if you think they were criminals or not. We don't want people going around dying, and 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 we don't want conflict in the streets. We want these 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 people with these problems, like Rosenbaum. That guy should be locked up forever. Anthony Huber, convicted. You know, he's got his crimes. Gage Grosskreutz has got his crimes, but we don't want conflict. Some people do, and that's scary because we will not survive. There's something called Fermi's Paradox. Many of you may be familiar with it. It's a question about how if the universe is so vast and large, why is it that we have not yet interacted with intelligent life or why not have found them? One of the proposed uh, reasons in Fermi's Paradox that we have not interacted with intelligent life is called the Great Filter. The Great Filter is a reference to some kind of event that occurs with all intelligent life that eventually results in that intelligent species being destroyed. And the Great Filter can be caused by internal conflict. Some hypothesize that when an intelligent species grows to a certain point through the natural, uh, natural selection, breeding competition, you end up with war and conflict, and then eventually they just wipe themselves out and bring them back to the Stone Age. We don't want that. We do not want a future where people are, people are fighting in the streets over ideology. But I'll tell you this, people also will defend themselves. When we get more information on this, I'll report it. But for the time being, I think it's very, very important that in this segment, the one thing you take away is this is a person of interest. I don't even think it's a suspect, to be completely honest. We don't know for sure as of right now if the person who supported Black Lives Matter even drove that car. We just don't know. So all of these people on the left and the right who are jumping the gun, we got to wait. For the time being, we give our condolences to those who are affected, and we hope there is swift justice. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then. Crime, of course, is on the rise. Murders on the rise. Some crimes are down, but for the most part, things seem to be getting a whole lot worse, particularly in California. In this story, California cops on hunt for 80 looters in ski masks. Who ransacked Bay Area Nordstrom and filled 25 cars with designer goods in one minute raid. Good. I love it. I don't really. I'm being facetious. But this is what you vote for. The people who live in these places complain about the likes of Kyle Rittenhouse. And people like them who would go out and defend their communities. These people won't even vote to save their own communities. They let this happen. Recently, in Union Square in San Francisco, we saw another mass raid, and raids are going to keep happening. You know why? They have crafted the law as such. Let's think about this for two seconds. Wonderful policy from the supermajority Democrats in California, one-party rule. And what do we have? If you steal, I believe it's like, what, less than $950 or whatever, then the police won't respond and they're not going to charge you or convict you. Now hold on there a minute. That's a kind of a that, that's a big problem for the city. And what we ended up seeing is people going into Walgreens, CVS, or whatever, and just shuffling garbage well not garbage, shuffling goods into garbage bags and walking out the door. And and, and the security guards in the store, they go, No, wait, don't. So in turn, we see targets are, clo- are shutting down, uh, shutting down the, uh, later evening hours. They're closing early. Walgreens shutting down outright. And then we get the left saying, they're just racist. They're trying to find excuses for, for closing stores in, in minority neighborhoods. And it's kind of like, yo, what are you saying about the areas where all this crime is happening? And who's committing it? You know, they don't think twice. They don't, they don't think about this. I don't think this is an issue of race. I think it's an issue of poverty. And then we could talk about historical poverty and things like that. But I'll tell you this. What we're seeing now with the raids is ingenuity. And you know what? You're not going to see me complaining about it. I'll complain about the policies that lead to this. But let me just tell you, if a bunch of people get together and say, we hereby would like to vote on whether or not you should be allowed to, I don't know, uh, punch uh, 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 holes in walls of uh, buildings, right? It's illegal. You walk up to the walk into the building and just boom, right through their drywall. And you can't do anything about it. You vote for that. Okay. And then one day we hear that people are going around to their homes and punching holes in their walls, and it's very expensive. And I'm going to be like, why am I, why, what? Like, you voted for it. Am I supposed to assume that what you voted for is what you didn't want? Here, I'll tell you what a big problem is with moderates, conservatives, independents, the, the, the freedom-loving group, is that too many of these individuals seem to think that everyone shares their values. And if only they understood what their policies would bring, then maybe they'd vote the other way. And at a certain point, I'm like, dude they can see what their policies bring. They vote for it again. Perhaps it's time you stop assuming they don't want this. They want it. And I'm all here for it, baby. Let's think about this for two seconds. You've got raids going on. 80 looters. Check this out. Let's say you're a gang and uh, you hear that they're not going to prosecute anybody if they steal less than 950 bucks. You go, hey, wait a minute. We can have one guy go in and Maybe pick up a TV and walk out because it's only a couple hundred bucks. But what if we have 80 people all going at once, take $79,000 worth of goods, keeping everybody just slightly under that threshold? And then what? Well, okay, obviously, they're going to call it conspiracy and all that stuff. I'm just saying this is the natural outcome because I don't think criminals are all that smart. They might be thinking, yo, if I get caught with a couple boxes of sneakers, I ain't getting in trouble. If everyone does it at the same time, they can't catch everybody so they're basically playing looter roulette. Here's the idea. Actually, I'll tell you this. I'm familiar with these tactics. When I was a kid, the local high school kids in the south side of Chicago would conduct raids. They literally called them raids. Here's what they do. They would find a 7-Eleven. They'd pick a 7-Eleven. And they'd be like, hey, after school, when there's like 50 of us, we'll all someone, you know, everyone will run in, Open, swinging the door open, and everyone runs and pushes the door keeps it open. Everyone runs in, grabs whatever they want, spins around, runs at the door. What's 7-Eleven going to do about it? They can't see who's doing what. They can't identify anybody. So if the police could call the a bunch of kids, I don't know. And the cops are going to be like, we don't know which kids. You know, may- maybe they'll look at the cameras and try to identify them. But ultimately, they just say, dude, you got raided. There's nothing we can do about it. Well, now those kids, here's, here's the funny thing. If, if those kids were doing it when I was a kid and now we're seeing these looters, perhaps it's just these kids grew up and in San Francisco, they realized something. San Francisco. Free, free, free run, baby. What are you going to do? I, and some of these, some people have been arrested, but that's it. They're playing roulette. They're like, I hope they don't catch me. Think about it. You go in as with what, by yourself and you steal something, they might catch you. You go in wearing a ski mask with 80 people, they might catch one of you, but it greatly increases the odds you'll get away with it. This is what the Democrats in these places vote for. I know people and, uh, I, I, everybody knows, and I know leftists. I know leftists. I argue with them. And I know half of them are lying and half of them, I think for the most part, they're lying. I got to be honest. You know, I used to say, like, give them the benefit of the doubt. But I have, I have these people I'm no longer friends with. Uh, some people that I've been friends with, for, real, for uh, we were good friends. People I used to crash at their house and, you know, we were good friends. Now I see them just wishing for, for pain and suffering on others, and I just don't understand what happened, and maybe you've experienced this too, you know, I long for a country where we get along, where like I mentioned, Christmas and Thanksgiving, and we sit down, whether rich or poor, black or white, we sit down and just say, you know what, we made it through a year, we're going to have some turkey and cranberry sauce, you know what I had, I had local supermarket turkey with canned cranberry sauce, we didn't have the good stuff, but it was a good family moment, I remember going to that restaurant at Christmas morning, not the most expensive place in the world, out in the suburbs, fairly cheap, but the family was together, that's nice, isn't it? But I'll tell you this. Something happened to people. I, I mention it uh, every so often, but you, you, you've, you've probably seen it too. I go on Facebook and someone will post something and it's just an angry post. Kyle Rittenhouse.
1: And
0: then I'm just like, why are you so mad? And then someone will respond with, you're so dumb. You know what, you know what it feels like? You ever see Ghostbusters too? You guys, if you haven't, you know, whatever, go watch it. You've probably seen it. The bubbling muck under the city that made everybody hate each other. That's what's happening. But let's, let's talk about what happens here in California. The Daily Mail reports 80 looters ransacked a Nordstrom store in California's Bay Area on Saturday night, injuring at least three employees in a raid that lasted less than a minute. The large group wearing ski masks and carrying crowbars rushed the Walnut Creek store. An undetermined amount of merchandise was uh, uh, looting it of, stealing an undetermined amount of merchandise and fleeing. During the theft, two Nordstrom workers were punched and kicked, while another was sprayed with pepper spray. All three individuals were treated for their injuries on the scene. Walnut Creek police have arrested three people in connection to the incident, and they are facing various charges, including robbery, conspiracy, burglary, possession of stolen property and weapons charges. The brazen robbery comes as Bay Area businesses reduce their hours due to a spate of brazen shoplifting incidents. Locals are also slamming woke San Francisco DA Chesa Bowden over his failure to prosecute thefts. SF has also seen an uptick in property theft since a local law downgraded the theft of property less than 950 dollars in value from a felony to a misdemeanor in 2014. Store staff and security now tend not to pursue or stop thieves who have taken anything worse less than $1,000. They say dozens of officers responded to the scene around 9 p.m. after Walnut Creek police received reports that approximately 80 people had run into the Nordstrom and began looting and smashing shelves. NBC Bay Area reporter Jody Hernandez, who witnessed the raid, shared several videos. She said approximately 25 cars were blocking the street as the gang of thieves stormed the store, some brandishing weapons. Video shows the looters running down the street with bags and boxes holding presumed stolen goods before entering their getaway vehicles. There was a mob of people, Brett Barrett who works at a nearby P.F. Chang's restaurant, told CBS San Francisco. The police were flying in. It was like the scene of a movie. It was insane. It's also uh, not the first time this has happened. November 20th, only a few days earlier, smash and grab thieves ransacked Louis Vuitton store in San Francisco Union Square. Take a look at this from the Bay Area. They say, according to SF police, officers responded shortly after 8 p.m. Friday and observed several suspects involved in criminal acts. SF officer Roberto Rueca, said late Friday that police have arrested multiple suspects after officer uh, and officers are responding to reports of other establishments that were vandalized on Friday evening. Additional officers are responding to the Union Square area. Now, I don't know why. Uh, when I first saw these videos, I assumed it was Rittenhouse related. Apparently, it wasn't. Apparently, people were just like, hey, now's our chance. They say another dramatic clip from user Carlitos GUI showed... What appeared to be some of the suspects fleeing the store, followed by police arriving in a patrol car, swarming the suspect's vehicle, striking it with their batons and dragging a person to the street. One eyewitness told KPIX that more than a dozen people could be seen running out of the store, clinging to merchandise, hauling off as much as they could carry. There's a funny video during the George Floyd riots. I can't remember who filmed it, but there's just like some excited dude filming on his phone. And there's people running out of a sports authority or whatever. So I don't know what store it is. And they're all carrying stuff and shoes. And he's like, yo, look at all these people. They got stuff. They're coming up, coming up. And he points the camera at one guy. And he's like, what do you got? And the guy's like, I got shoes. And then dude runs out and he's like, hey, what do you got? He's like, I got these new Jordans or whatever. And it's just like, it's just funny to watch. Society is breaking down, my friends. I don't know if we covered this story last week, but uh, I think we did. In Oklahoma, the National Guard said they won't abide by the vax mandate. So they've been warned by the Pentagon that they'll fall out of national, like, alignment and no longer be part of the National Guard. The entirety of the Oklahoma National Guard will be considered state militia. I just find that really funny. Like, not funny, haha, just like weird, funny, everything's falling apart. You know, let me tell you something. What do you think is going to happen when the police stop responding? These leftists who are like, defund the police. What did you think was going to happen? Did you think that social workers would come in and they would all hold hands and sing under a rainbow? Probably. I don't know what they thought was going to happen, but I'll tell you, I know what's going to happen. This delivery man shoots, kills armed suspects trying to rob him in Philadelphia. Police say while the armed suspect searched the victim's car, he managed to pull out his gun and shoot the would-be robbers. Good. Good for him. Sad for everybody. It shouldn't have happened. You know, uh, there's a lot of conservatives... Um, who have been like, oh, you people, people who are saying Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't have been there, you know, wake up. I'm not a conservative, so I can, I have no problem saying it, whatever. Kyle Rittenhouse should not have been there, but I'm not saying personally by his choice. I'm saying the circumstances should not have existed in which Kyle Rittenhouse was there. The rioters shouldn't have been there. The police shouldn't have been there, but I understand why he was there. And so I think it's fair to point out that I can say, I wish someone didn't do a thing and I mean, like all of the BLM people and everyone else, but understand why it is and understand why people make the choices they do and without condemning or condoning. I get it. Do you expect a delivery man to just be robbed at gunpoint and just say, all right, I guess is it. I guess I'm going to die? That's the problem I have with the left when it comes to Rittenhouse. We, ass- we-, we assume that they're ignorant. Everybody's like, I-, I see this. You look at Mark Ruffalo. And he's like, you know, Jojo died. It's like Jojo raped kids. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, he did. And he also was, in the, there's, there's, a, there's a viral uh, Twitter thread where someone tweeted that this is a man who has a pattern of attacking children, attack, uh, attacking young boys and committing violent acts against them. And then someone responded with, how is that relevant? Was he doing that on, uh, that night? And people are like, yes, he was chasing and attacking a, a, a cow written house, an underage uh, 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 a teenager, a young boy. I don't know, 17, you're getting close to being a man, but let's be real. Rosenbaum had a a pattern of abuse of attacking children and was actively attacking someone. It uh, it, it, follows a violent pattern. Now, I don't like what happened. I don't like people dying. I can say it a million times. I'm I'm not going to sit here and just see all the conservatives being like, Kyle should have been there or whatever, and he's a hero and agree with them. No, uh, you know, I don't think it's heroic to defend yourself. I think it's heroic to, to, to apply medical aid. So if people think Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero because he went out there with the intention of helping everybody that I get in the in w- w- when they say it in the context of like running from people and then shooting and killing them, I don't think I don't think that's heroism. I think it's self-defense and I think self-defense is justified. I think the delivery man here is justified. But let me show you some. This is a uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Wilk. Now, his, his account's not verified. I don't know this. Uh, I looked at his account. Kevin Wilk is the mayor of Walnut Creek, so I'm assuming this account actually belongs to him. Assuming, don't know for sure. They never verified the guy. He doesn't have a lot of followers. He tweeted the Wisconsin jury has said that it's now legal to roam the streets with an assault weapon and shoot people. If you claim self-defense for people coming at you because you have an, ass- uh, if you claim self-defense for people coming at you because you have an assault weapon, assault weapon is meaningless. Assault is you can assault what is, it, is a stick an assault weapon. Shut up. Get your stupid you know semantics out of here. So uh, this guy. He tweeted this November 19th. A couple days later, his, his city was raided. Now, I don't want people to show up. I, I don't want people to get shot. But I will tell you this. If everybody in California was armed to the teeth, this wouldn't happen. There's a story. Um, there are a couple stories. There's a video of a gun store being raided, which is crazy. People breaking into a gun store and just stealing tons of guns. I think it was in Georgia. I'm not sure. There's another story out of Philadelphia where... On the morning of during the George Floyd riots, several men tried to break into a gun store. And the gun owner was sitting right there and shot and killed one of them. I'm pretty sure he killed him. And then they fled. He may have injured someone else. I think robbing a gun store is the stupidest thing you can do. But when you see Philadelphia, guy tries to rob someone else, robber is the one who gets hurt. What do we want more of? Stories of innocent people being victimized of, or stories of evil predators um, you know, being injured after trying to kill or harm somebody. Truth be told, I would prefer neither to exist. It's always a net negative, you know, but I understand people will say things like crime exists and therefore, okay, I get it. I get it. There's going to be criminals. There are criminals. Criminals do criminal stuff. And so long as they do and they hurt people, it is better that we are not going to be victimized. So I imagine this. If we were a society where everybody was armed, and in the process of that, there was a culture around what it meant to be safe when you were, you know, carrying a weapon, I believe accidental gun deaths would go down dramatically, and I believe violent gun crime would would evaporate overnight. And the example I use is very simple, and it's cars. Now, cars are a privilege, not a right. Guns are a right, because the Second Amendment, we have a right to keep and bear arms. I don't think you have a right to mass transit, but I do believe you have a right to defend yourself by the most appropriate means. So I agree with the Constitution. Now, when you cross the street, are you worried someone with a car is going to run you over? Of course not. I mean, a little bit, but it's just like, look both ways. Make sure nobody runs you over. Now, where I live, people have guns and they walk around with guns all the time. Am I worried about getting shot? No. I drove past a guy with a crossbow the other day. I didn't even, I'm I'm not, I don't think he's going to hit me with a crossbow. Just a guy walking around with a crossbow, whatever. I see people walking around with bows and guns and I'm just like, "Eh." it's funny. If you really, if you see someone with a, with a, with a gun and your first thought is like, this person is dangerous and a threat. Why don't you think the same thing about a car? We just had that tragedy happen over the weekend in Waukesha. You see how much damage a car can do much more quickly and over a larger uh, area than a gun could have. If a guy went to Waukesha or a parade, let's just use a different, you know, a large gathering with a gun, uh, a person could commit a lot of damage, but it's usually not women, but it could be a woman. With a car, you just drive straight through and then you're gone. And now they, didn't even, they don't even know if the guy that they arrested is, the actual, uh, is a person, of, uh, a person of, um, of interest, not even a suspect. Because you jump out of the car, you run, say, oh, don't look at me. I wasn't driving. And how are they going to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt? You go out with a gun. People can see you doing it. You can wear a mask, I suppose. You can wear a mask in a car. My point is, if everybody was armed, you should fear them no more than you fear anybody with a knife or anybody with a car. When I go to a restaurant and I see a guy with a knife, I don't go, ah, you know what I mean? If I, if I'm walking around outside and I see a guy carrying a knife, I'll probably be like, it's weird that he's carrying a knife. Maybe stay away from that guy because that's not a normal thing to do. A holstered round, uh, a gun. I'm, I'm not worried. I, I, I'm really not. Look, if somebody's walking around with a weapon and they threaten you, okay. If somebody's walking around with a weapon and they're minding their own business, what am I supposed to do? You can, uh, people, I, I, maybe people don't get this. You can kill someone by punching them. And that's an important lesson. I see these videos of like, you know, people getting into fights over dumb things. And I'm like, you could kill that guy. And they don't realize it. But I know the stories. I know the stories. Story when I was a kid, when, you know, two people, uh, one guy was hitting on the other guy's wife. So, you know, they got into a fight and then the single guy punched the married guy who fell down, hit his head on a table, died. Guess what? You will go to Prison. But I'm not worried about getting punched either. I don't walk down the street and see somebody and say, he's got fists. He's going to hit me. They never do. Now in New York, they're starting to, which is why I'm just like, people should be armed. The criminals are. They're robbing people. This delivery man in Philadelphia, he was armed. You're allowed to be armed in Pennsylvania. And he said, no. And he said, I'm not going to be a victim. He defended himself. Delivery man kills armed suspect. Armed suspect. So I'll tell you this. You go to California. You go keep voting for what you want. I don't care. I don't live there. Am I supposed to be upset over what's happening? Look, the leftists in California, they probably hate these corporations. So they're probably laughing about it. And they'll keep voting for it because it's funny to them. And for the rest of you, if you find yourself living in California, you should leave. You should not be there because look what they're going to keep voting for. I know a lot of people say, no, we're going to stay and we're going to fight. I just don't buy it. You know, look, there are some things that you stay in, you stick around and you fight for. There's some things you have no choice. When it comes to this country, when it comes to certain areas, you know, we say, we're going we're to fight this political battle. Well, let's put it this way. California would be like, it's the Civil War. The North has just recla- has claimed, you know, uh, Sherman is marching to the sea. And you there stand with 10 of your friends as his army marches, ransacking and destroying everything. And you're like, we're going to stick this one out. It's like, OK, well, look, I can respect that you provide some resistance, you know. Maybe it's a bad example because... You know, I the reason I use it is that Sherman was generally a bad dude, but the North were pretty much, in my opinion, the good dudes. Now, you can argue about states' rights in the South and all that stuff, but I'm sorry. I look at it from the moral imperative of ending slavery. However, that doesn't justify what Sherman did as he marched to the sea. It was brutal. It was gruesome, scorched earth, burning homes and farms and killing. Absolutely insane. But I'll just put it this way. There's a battle you know you've lost. They've seized the center. They have swept the field. At a certain point, retreat is the smart move. And so I'm like, I'm in New Jersey. I got out. Because look what they do, man. They can literally kill the elderly and people will still vote for it. And the problem is, y'all keep assuming they share your values and don't know what they're voting for. For all you know, and I mean it, how many people in New York, how many people in New Jersey voted with the intent that these people would murder? So Phil Murphy, for instance, in New Jersey, how many people were like, I like the fact that he abuses people, that he is, uh, that he violates the law? A lot of them probably. And regardless, they vote for it. They get it. They vote for it again. They want it. If you come and you say, I don't, I don't want all this crime but I'm going to vote Democrat again. I'm like, you're lying. Come on, dude. It's like when someone goes, I really want to lose weight. I'll have the double fudge Sunday, please. It's a cheat day. I'm like, shut up. You don't want to lose weight. It's like when someone says to me, I really want to travel the world and be a field reporter like you, Tim. And then I'm like, great. And they go, but I'm not going to spend money doing it. I'd rather hang out in Williamsburg. And I'm like, then you don't want it. Spare me your lies. California gets what California votes for. Am I supposed to be upset, be shocked by it, or pretend like they don't want it? Mm -mm. So i tell you this. Here's here's your takeaway from this segment. Hey, look at that state over there that keeps voting for these things. They clearly want it. If you don't want it, don't be there and then vote for something else. Wherever you live, vote the opposite of whatever they're voting for. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4
2: p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.